0: Monday's podcast. Worst episode ever. Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Topics from comic books, video games, movies, and more. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Let the game begin. I have no date
1: a two-liter bottle of
0: Shasta, and my all-brush
1: mixtape. Let's rock. And here's your host.
0: And welcome to Man Cave Monday's podcast. I'm Bobby, and today we're talking about the series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And today I have joining me is one of my fellow cavemen, Christian. Christian, how are you doing today?
1: Doing well, doing well. How about yourself, Bobby?
0: We're doing great. Other man cave, other, other, the other cavemen will be joining us shortly.
1: Yep, yep. I know Alberto's joining in soon. I don't think anybody else will be. I think it might just be the three of us. Might be just the three of us. Hey, Um, nothing wrong with that. It's one more than we had for WandaVision.
0: For WandaVision. So let's get started. So let's just catch everyone up to speed. So Christian, why don't you set us up? What set up the Falcon and the Winter Soldier at the end of Endgame? So, How was it set up?
1: So Falcon and Winter Soldier was set up, I would say, pretty most directly by two movies. It was set up pretty directly by Endgame itself yeah. as well as uh, Captain America, the Winter so- – or no, Civil War, I apologize. Captain okay. America, Civil War. Yeah, Both those movies were kind of the two movies that kind of directly led into this. Endgame most directly by the – spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen Endgame some three-on years later – <laughs> With old Captain America returning from the past and giving his shield to Sam Wilson, aka the Falcon. Kind of passing the torch, as it were, giving him that shield and saying, Hey, it's your turn. He's 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 had his time, he's he's lived his life, and now it's your turn to kind of carry that torch, so to speak. And you had um Bucky Barnes, aka the Winter Soldier, who had gone through this massive transition over the MCU history starting in the starting in the Captain America the First Avenger, going He's through the Winter buddy. Soldier, yeah, Winter Soldier when he was being when he was turned by Hydra as this assassin. You got Civil War when Captain America basically fought the rest of the Avengers to protect Bucky as well as right. other various things, but um, and so those two movies very heavily tied into this, also with the Sokovia Accords having a little bit of a play in the series, but mostly you have you have the character of uh, Baron Zemo show up, as well as Sharon Carter, who originated in the Winter Soldier. Right. And then showed up in Civil War as well. So this this was very this very much felt like almost a f- fourth Captain America movie in the sense of. The story that it had been telling—it was definitely directly following along those movies, as well as being heavily influenced, of course, by Avengers: Endgame and the events that that had left off.
0: Right, and so, and also, just as comic book precedents, both Bucky and Sam Wilson, the Falcon, have both took mm-hmm. on the mantle of yeah. the of Captain America. Captain
1: America, yep.
0: And also, um, there's also—I'm uh, I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh uh, US agent John, John Walker. Walker,
1: yeah, John he... Walker, who has also been, been portrayed Captain America in the comic books and was uh, introduced early on into this series as Captain America,
0: right? The, so, kind of
1: the the government Captain America, as it were.
0: So, what set up? So, how did the so this again, spoiler warning, just to yeah. recap the show? Spoiler in warning, a if, nutshell, it, yeah, if you haven't watched with... the
1: show yet, go yeah. watch it, it's fantastic, we'll be here. You can come back and listen to us afterwards.
0: So what happened first episode, first couple episodes, like just a very quick. Yeah. So what happened in the show,
1: quick rapid fire. We started with kind of Sam's immediate ramifications of getting that shield and whether he and what he wanted to do with it. And so he ultimately decided that what he thought was best was to give the shield back to the country and to the government, essentially to put on display. Right. He thought I mean, that it he thought he thought that it belonged in the Captain America Museum, which we've seen a, a number of times throughout the MCU, this this museum dedicated to Captain America and the rest of his squadron and all of that. there's a uh, and so he felt the shield belonged there. And, and this so, takes
0: place how long after Avengers ended?
1: Um, They said, was it six weeks? About
0: six weeks, six, six weeks to six months. I think it was months. six
1: weeks. Well, six months, I know, is when Far From Home takes place. Okay,
0: so... but So it, it was, it, I think
1: it was six weeks, because because WandaVision was two weeks, I believe. Okay. And I think this is six, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was like six weeks to like eight weeks by the time it was all said and done, I think.
0: So this is all taking it's been about, about two after... weeks-ish.
1: Yeah. A couple well, weeks say... right after Endgame.
0: And when we say after the blip, that everyone got unsnapped,
1: yeah, and that's what yeah. they're calling
0: it in the yes. Winter Soldier is yes. the blip, yes, or so the, in the MCU, yes. so, the so, the,
1: so the blip, yeah, the blip refers to to the two snaps, refers to Thanos's snap, which erased half of humanity, and then Hulk's snap, which brought back that same half of humanity, and so that's we're referring to that kind of five-year time period where half of humanity was gone, and now all of a sudden they're back, and this is kind of. WandaVision, we really didn't get to see too much of that. We saw a little bit with Monica Rambo and kind of her ramifications of being unblipped we as it we were. We saw more world ramifications yeah, of this de- Yeah, this definitely kind of dug right in and showed us the, the immediate consequences of that blip or unblip however whichever way you want to look at it.
0: And what were the consequences worldwide for us Worldwide were
1: massive amounts of displacement, homelessness, Shortages of supplies and jobs. And you have to, you had this b- weird balance of trying to determine okay, people who five years ago disappeared and their houses were sold, their jobs were given away, their significant others moved on. And now five years later, they're back. And you have all of these p- pieces you're trying to juggle. Do they get their job back? Do they get their house back? Do they get their spouse back? Where the, where do they go from there and what belongs to them still now that they are essentially brought back from the dead after five years?
0: And the country was essentially one – the whole world was right. like essentially they, 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 one yeah, they
1: Yeah, they united under this common suffering of losing half the population. So many of these countries had to band together to survive – Because they had suddenly lost half of their leadership, half of their militaries, half of their civilians' resources. They had lost half of everything, and so the world as a whole had to band together. And now that all of these people have come back, you got high-ranking officials, you got military officials, civilians, you got every everybody from every walk of life is suddenly thrust back into this world that has spent five years building without them and connecting without them. And they're trying to acclimate themselves to this life. And this show focused more on the aspect of those who were here the whole time and and are now being forced out of their homes or are now being trying to be relocated or new jobs and that sort of stuff. People who were here the whole time and were fighting to keep the world running. And now people after five years come back. And they're almost tossed to the side.
0: Which sets up our antagonist, Mm -hmm. which is not the Flag Smasher, Mm -hmm. which was an actual person. Yeah. But this is... The Flag
1: Smashers, which was, it turned into a resistance group of sorts. In the comic books, Flag Smasher was an individual person. Mm -hmm. um, And they kind of turned that character more into an ideal,
0: as it were. But they took the actual character and they gender swapped.
1: Yeah, they gender swapped it, but also I would, you know, I mean, it was it wasn't necessarily just her. She wasn't the Flag Smasher. So they, they gender swapped kind of that idea of her being the leader in the comic books. The Flag Smasher was a male figure. And then they did they did make the leader of the Flag smashers in the TV show, Carly Morgenthau, a, a female character who she is actually the same actress who played the resistance leader in Solo. Star Wars story.
0: Yes, she did. I actually have. There you go. Yeah,
1: right there. So, our... um, so you can clearly see that Disney definitely is a fan of hers. Mm-hmm. To pretty significant roles within the last few years, um, both very similar in the sense of you know resistance leader kind of fighting against the man, um, but. Yeah, so first, kind of jumping back and forth here, but ultimately, they realize that the government has kind of tricked Sam, as it were, and is not planning on keeping the shield in a museum. And they've appointed a new Captain America, John Walker, who, by all rights, is the perfect soldier. Right. He's... a Multiple time war hero, got multiple medals of honor, purple hearts, all of the stuff. He is everything that the military would want their Captain America to be.
0: And without no super surger serum to begin with. He was just.
1: Yeah, he was just, uh, yeah, he was just the perfect soldier, which for anybody who is a long-term MCU watcher, you remember that in Captain America, the first Avenger the main reason why Steve Rogers was picked wasn't because he was a perfect soldier.
0: He was a good it, was man. Be, it
1: was because he was a good man. And in fact, that was why what he was told was as long as you stay a good man, it doesn't matter what kind of soldier you are. And so right. this was kind of almost the exact opposite of that. Somebody who has good intentions and is a great soldier, but might not be the best person versus right. Steve Rogers, who was above all and else the best person. And then that made him a good soldier.
0: Right. Right.
1: And so it was definitely an interesting juxtaposition for people who have been following the MCU long term. And I mean, the the most immediate glaring thing that you notice is not one time in the 20 some odd movies leading up to this show, did Steve Rogers ever call himself Captain America. He never no, introduced he, himself as Captain America. He always introduced himself as Steve Rogers. That was who he was. He was Steve Rogers first, and Captain America second. And every single time John Walker introduced himself in this TV series, he introduced himself as Captain America.
0: He didn't. Yeah. So, and that was some of the differences between them. And then you have Falcon and Bucky going after mm-hmm. the Flag Smashers, and they're not too keen on with John Walker. Yeah, so they're right, all, and they're
1: not. They're not even too keen on each other.
0: No. And then they introduce and then to get help, and then you realize that there's the super soldier circle is back out. And yeah. they have to figure out who need so then Yeah, where who it came the, from, how many people it have from. it. And and it probably came from Hydra. So you go to the Hydra expert, which was Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo. Yes. And then you have Baron Zemo come out, and then they have to go to Madrapport. And yep. madripoor was big in the x-men universe yeah
1: madripoor is definitely kind of mcu wise one of the first big name drops we've gotten as From... far as a place that is heavily intertwined in in mutant history yes madripoor you... um was definitely kind of a mutant safe haven in the comic books
0: right and a, a kind of a grimy underworld. And then yeah. when they go there, they're trying to find the power broker or they're trying to, um, who's uh-huh. controlling, yeah. uh, Carly Morgenthau at the same time who gave them the, uh, super soldier serum. And yep. they run into Sharon, Sharon Carter, Carter, agent 13, who, um, who helped out Bucky and captain American civil war. Yeah. She was the agent in charge of keeping buck of captain America safe in, yeah. uh, and yeah, somebody, somebody
1: yeah, she's the niece of Sharon of of Peggy, Peggy Carter. Carter. Yeah. She's the niece of Peggy Carter. And which she's... which on which only gets more weird the more you think about it. The fact that her and Steve Rogers kissed after going back. You know, the more you think about it, the weirder it gets, so just don't think about it.
0: Don't think about it because yeah. you know it's just like Leia yeah and Luke kissing. Just yeah, don't yeah, think about yeah, it.
1: Yeah, don't think about it. Um, and so it was interesting because for the most part, most of the trailers leading up to this show had portrayed Baron Zemo as potentially one of the main antagonists.
0: Right. And of he show. Really wasn't. He the wasn't. Bad guy.
1: No, he was more kind of this unlikely ally. And right. somebody who they was you never quite knew where he was, what side he was playing on fully. He right, was always exactly. kind of just in this gray area in the middle, kind of always doing what Baron Zemo thought was best. Right. And yeah. I really liked his portrayal in this show because he really played into the barren aspect of it. The kind of rich can get away with whatever he wants kind of mentality.
0: They they reintroduced that in uh, when he was first introduced to Civil War, um, he wasn't a HYDRA agent. But right. he was very resourceful from Zakovia, right. and he wanted to break up the Avengers because the, mm-hmm. he blamed the Avengers for killing his family. Hmm. And in this, which I
1: mean, to fa- be fair, which is yeah, I mean, they, they did blow up an entire country, so they, which is the point. So I'm not, yeah. I'm
0: not justifying um, yeah. what he didn't do, but it's understandable. And, um, it's. Right. He's mad. And then he doesn't like super soldiers. So yeah. right now his perspective is he wants to stamp out the rest of the super soldiers because they're too idealistic. And then the Avengers come and that's where he's coming from. And then Sharon Carter, just to real go back to her, she is very jaded because she didn't get pardoned like Sam, like Bucky. They got pardoned yeah. because they were Avengers. She just kind of
1: was she, always. She, yeah, them. she was still kind of the scapegoat almost.
0: So, oh, yeah, and then no one went back to her and like, oh, Sharon Carter, you know, you got to yeah. save her. But yeah, exactly. no, she just was, she was this underground stolen art dealer in Magic yeah, or that's right. what yeah, it somebody seems... yeah Somebody who
1: had definitely kind of picked up some some shady business dealings.
0: Right, and... It was very jaded after the fact with yeah. superheroes and everything like that because she was totally over Steve Rogers yeah. at this point. Yeah,
1: and so they, there's multiple, there's a long back and forth with trying to track down the Flag Smashers, this kind of head between Bucky and Zemo and Falcon and John Walker and his team and and this kind of just back and forth with nobody really getting any, uh, any headway. And then eventually John Walker interferes in, in Falcon trying to talk down Carly and trying to kind of convince her to give up. And that almost kind of pushes her over the edge of like, I can't trust anybody. Right. And so she goes on the run, tries to escape. Um, She runs into Zemo who starts destroying all of the rest of the super soldier serum vials that she had. And, John Walker interferes, knocking Zemo out. Carly gets away, and John Walker finds one remaining super soldier serum vial. After some back and forth talking to um, his
0: buddy Battlestar.
1: Yeah, his buddy Battlestar. Lamar Walker. Lamar, who, you know, kind of almost looking for reassurance, like, hey, if you ever, you know, if you had the chance, would you take the serum?
0: And they're like, yeah, I would. It would yeah, save some You know, you're not,
1: it's, it's a moment where you're almost not sure if he's wanting Lamar to justify him or to talk him down. You almost don't know which one he's hoping for, right? And so Lamar ends up kind of reassuring him. Yeah, hey, I would do it. You know, you're a great man. The soldier just makes you more of who you are. And so off screen, John takes the serum and goes wild and starts trying to take down the flag smashers not so kid-
0: much wild he he's more like he's more soldier he's yeah more he starts like going more surgical
1: they they kidnap lamar and so he starts kind of just trying to barrel through them to get to lamar a big a fight breaks out between lamar or um between john walker the flag smashers bucky and, and- sam and chaos ensuing Carl one of them I forget which I think it was Carly is about to like side, about to like blindside John and right. Lamar kind of jumps in front of it and eats just a straight up super soldier punch to the chest knocking him it. three quarters of the way across the room into a pillar blood immediately back of his head out his nose unmoving and this pretty much sends John Walker off the deep end. Right. The flag smashers realizing, "Hey, we we effed up," and they go on the run. John Walker chases one of them down, and in the middle of an open square, with dozens of people watching on and video recording, brutally murders him with the Captain America shield. And in and an all... almost, in an almost, the boys. TV show type of yeah, the,
0: they're calling it his Homelander yeah, moment. Yeah, a very
1: it's, very Homelander esque moment,
0: but also very much uh in the same essence of the Black Lives Matter movement of a, a someone of authority yeah, using his which, power yeah, this, to this show this show to hurt people who's definitely been arrested and they've yeah, been commandeered.
1: Yeah, this show definitely has was probably is without a doubt actually the most politically charged. MCU project to date.
0: Well, it's Captain
1: America. That's yeah.
0: what Captain America is. Right, so, exactly.
1: And, you, and this show definitely, you know, most of the other Captain America related projects have touched on different things in the real world, but never this directly. Yeah, it was this, it was
0: yeah. So this was, was very
1: clearly a direct correlation to ongoing events and a direct kind of parallel, as if it were.
0: And then you later find out that there was remnants of the super soldier program still going on within the MCU during Vietnam. And you find out that there was a black Captain America. Yeah. um, A black super
1: soldier who was being experimented on and sent on missions and somebody who they didn't want anybody to know that they were still experimenting with the super soldier serum. And the rest of his squad got captured and He, they were content to. They were just going to bomb the bomb the prison that these people were being held in, and let them and just let there be no trace. And so he, against advice from his superiors, went out on his own, rescued his entire squadron, and came back. And instead of a thank you, he got put in prison for thirty years
0: and experimented on
1: and experimented on even more. Yeah. And and ultimately, his blood and that experimentation is where the new super, super soldier serum came from. That's right. where this new strand came from that was able to turn these other people into super soldiers was from his blood.
0: So it gives Bucky another, and that it gives Bucky like another layer of Captain America. Right. And, and it he, gives
1: Sam this kind of...
0: Sorry, I said Bucky, I meant Sam.
1: Yeah, and it gives Sam this kind of, this is what could happen to a black man in America trying to be Captain America. It gives him almost this cautionary tale.
0: And then eventually they get the shield back from John. They, mm-hmm. they, break, the, his they break his arm. Fantastic
1: fight, by the way. That fight scene was fantastic.
0: There was a very, very, uh, very. Yes, I do agree with that. They get they get it back. The Falcon suit's destroyed. Um, he give Sam gives the Falcon suit to his buddy, and then all this too because Bucky is um, because Zemo's out. Guess who's on his tail, everyone.
1: The, the Dora Wakandans. Milaje
0: from the Waka- from Wakanda. So I um and I'm gonna. Sorry, I'm.
1: You could. Um, yeah. So uh, Dora yeah, The Dora Milaje are on their. Yeah, yeah, they're they're trying to track down Zemo. Zemo because Zemo killed their king T'Chaka. The T'Chaka king, in he king, civil war. He king T'Chaka in civil war, and so they are pissed because Bucky let him out of prison.
0: Right. And, and then, they're like,
1: hey, we 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 helped cure you of your Winter Soldier training. And you're going to turn around and release this guy who killed our king. Right. And And so Bucky's trying to convince him, hey, you know, this is all for greater good. We need him. Give me some time. And ultimately, when there was no more purpose for Zemo, Bucky had the choice to finish him off or turn him over. And Zemo had kind of resigned himself to the fact that he thought Bucky was going to kill him. Right. Almost in a very reminiscent way to the end of Civil War right. when he thought Black Panther was gonna kill him. Right. And both times the they just they, they decided not to. And Bucky turned him over to the Dora Milaje, who took him to the raft, which is the ocean prison that we saw in Civil, Civil War. War. And I think we what? saw it again in one other movie, but I don't remember which one. Infinity War? Did we see it briefly in Infinity war? I, I feel like
0: don't remember seeing it in I, S-
1: I I felt like I felt like we saw it a second time, but I could be wrong, regardless.
0: I, yeah, and but then anyway, Sam asks for a favor. the dormirmelage mm-hmm. like, don't go into Wakanda for a while. Yeah but and he's like, you know, like I
1: need one last favor
0: one last favor, and I need you to make. and, you know, Sam's finally warming up like, I gotta be the next yeah. captain America. Yeah. So, They show up. He shows up with a nice, fancy suit, and he comes.
1: Probably the most comic book accurate MCU suit to date. Do you have Um, a? Did you you happen to have a picture with a side by side comparison? I
0: do right now. Yes, so you can see there is a side. I have for everyone that's watching us on YouTube, Facebook. There is a very comic accurate of Sam Wilson as. Yes. And for, so Captain for anybody, America. for
1: anybody who is not watching anybody who's listening on podcast form, I'd, I highly recommend if you have not seen that comparison you've only seen the show and you don't know what it, like the comparison of the comic version is, go look it up because it is so good. And it's one of those suits that you almost don't, you almost don't think that there's, they're going to like, you're, you're almost positive. Like they, no, they're going to turn it right. They're going to twist it in some way, but it is almost. Piece it's for piece. Pretty
0: piece for piece. It looks pretty darn accurate. Yeah, it's so. pretty
1: and it's it looks it doesn't look cheesy. It doesn't look like unrealistic.
0: No, it looks like and, it it, looks, and it's
1: a and it's a very interesting thing too. Because I don't know if you have a picture. Maybe we can even go back to that one that you with the blood on the shield of John Walker's Captain America suit.
0: It's very reminiscent of his US agent. So they based that design off of the US agent. Right. um, But
1: it's interesting because in the American flag, the white represents kind of purity, right? mm -hmm. And kind of that aspect. And in John Walker's Captain America suit, there is practically no white.
0: Right. And eventually everyone- And and,
1: And most of Falcon's suit is white. Right. And so it's a nice contrast no, once again.
0: I didn't. I actually didn't. I was trying to understand what they're trying to say about that, but I I get that now. Now that you're talking about that question,
1: yeah, about the the white and the purity. Yeah, because John Walker was not pure in the slightest, and right. as we see with with Sam's speech, he is all purity. He's yeah. he is the epitome of what Steve Rogers stood for.
0: So uh, just to kind of rush, just to kind of entail it to get yeah. to. Uh, Call it back to 30 minutes. Um, so um at the end of it, the GRC, which is the big
1: the gro- global, global rep- initiative, global, global repatriation, to- repatriation council.
0: They're trying to put everyone back where they belong. There's mm-hmm. big votes coming up. Carly and the flag smashers are gonna go kidnap them, kill mm-hmm. them, whatever. Whatever they have to across. do. Falcon Bucky, um, come save the day. John Walker remakes the shield using his medals. They all come together. John Walker
1: has a moment of deciding between revenge and attempting to save people and ultimately chooses to do the better thing and try to save people, giving up a chance to kill or catch Carly. Right. And... And we see a moment of probably one of the coolest MCU shots, in my opinion, of Sam by himself at first and then jetpack and the two Red Wing jetpacks pushing a giant armored car off a ledge and stopping it from falling.
0: Right. It, it was a very heroic I think it was they got they got Sam Wilson as Captain America perfect yeah and i think let's let we can and we we go down to all of our the reactions Mm -hmm. to all those point by points let's 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 break that down then but just to keep it moving forward then you find out there's a big showdown there's a big fight uh carly morgenthal is fighting the new captain america Mm -hmm. sam wilson and then sharon wilson uh, not sharon Sharon carter's there Mm -hmm. because they asked for help um
1: Turns out, it, supr- turns out to which we can cover in a minute. Turns out to basically nobody's surprise, she's the power broker.
0: She's the power broker, and at the um, end, she gets a full pardon. Yeah, she she
1: shoots and she shoots and kills. Yeah, Carly and Sam makes, Sam makes a heroic speech, basically bitching out the GRC, telling them they need to get their act together, and all is well with the world for now, and um. Yeah, then our, our post-credit teaser is of Sharon getting a full pardon and promising some sort of buyer on the phone. And, all sorts of government secrets. And, and then we also, we also s- are introduced to the Contessa, who also in most com- in comic book is known as Madame Hydra. Right. Um, and she om- very possibly could be setting up the MCU's version of the Thunderbolts, possibly could be possibly or- run by her.
0: Dark Avengers, but we'll or get Dark into Avengers, that. Later. Yeah, yep, or Dark Avengers. Yeah, either one of those are possible. Yep. Yep. And, but, um, uh, but she sets up uh, John Walker as, as the US agent. U.S. agent. Yep. And then Sam and Bucky go off on their separate ways, yep. everyone happy ending.
1: Zemo gets the final laugh from prison as his butler blows up all the remaining flag smashers.
0: Yep. So, all the other, so in theory, all the other super soldiers are yep. dead. Yep. Who the knows? only two
1: remaining would be U.S. agent and Bucky Barnes. Bucky. As far as we know. As
0: far as we know. So. Well,
1: and I and Isaiah Bradley, but Zemo doesn't know about him.
0: Right. Or he does in any case. So yeah. Uh, so, but that's where we're at. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh we want to welcome uh caveman Alberto to the
2: show. How you doing? Hey there guys, how's it going?
0: Welcome back. Welcome back. So let's get off. Um, and I and I'm the I would say I'm the wrong person to ask, but maybe um so a lot of it, this whole show revolved around uh, was in essence to the black lives mu- movement. Sam Fee, trying to people are taught um him uh looking at himself as his race first and then a superhero. Uh, yeah, it's it's, play, it's played it's played
1: off it's played off in the first couple episodes almost as kind of a joke, you know, with a little kid calling him, oh, that's Black Falcon." you know it's kind of started out as a joke but then as the show gets on you they realize no this is a much more serious subject and it ultimately becomes kind of the the heart and soul of the that drive to be captain america
0: right and you find out he finds out Isaiah bradley and he finds out he's very bitter Um and you also find out, you know, you you see Sam just trying to help his family out and trying to use like, hey, you know, I'm the Falcon, right? Yeah. And they're like, Yeah, but we still can't get you that loan. Right. Um Yeah, and so
1: while not I while not necessarily I, I wouldn't necessarily say the show was Necessarily following like the Black Lives Matter movement because I don't think that's accurate. No, I
0: think it was an essence. I think there was I think I think, it, I
1: think it was just more trying to showcase that struggle. Not, I, I don't think it was trying to tie itself to that movement at all. I don't think they were trying to connect to a specific organization or movement or anything like that. No, no. I think they were more focusing just on that that ideology and that struggle. And so I think they did a very good job of showcasing that without blatantly picking a side or joining a movement or you know tying themselves to any one organization or anything like that they showed pros and cons to everybody's viewpoint they showed the struggle on all sides and i think they did a really good job of keeping themselves kind of in this middle ground while still getting good message across
0: alberto what are your thoughts on um on what the show was driven on uh, about Sam, uh, uh, becoming, you know, trying to using his thing about his race first and then trying to think, no, I'm going to be captain America and be the face of, you know, and this is what I'm going to look like. Everyone. This is what captain America looks like now. He's not a, what he's not blonde hair, blue eyes. You know, he is dark, uh, you know, dark skinned, um, you know, looks like the everyman. What do you think, how they tie that in? Did they do a good job? They didn't do a justice. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Um, I thought it was really good. I think probably, it. I, maybe I could touch more up on it later on, but probably my favorite part of the uh, show for sure was Sam Wilson's and Isaiah's relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, all those real heart to heart moments. Um, they have a lot of an impact Um I, I mean, I, obviously, I'm not African-American, so I can't speak, you know, from that point of perspective, but I can speak just as, you know, as a colored person here in the United States. Uh, there are a lot of times that, like, achievements, I feel like, are washed over. There are a lot of moments when things are kind of glossed over whenever it comes to someone else's history that isn't normally, you know, seen as, like, the American history. And that's, that, you know... I don't want to open up like a whole conversation about like race and all that kind of stuff, but I no, but- I, I thought that yeah. they did a pretty good job at like addressing it um, without it being preachy, without yeah, it sounding 100%. like it was on a soapbox and having like that little kind of like honest call out saying that like, they erased me, they erased me from history. And I'm like, that's, yes, yeah, so that's kind of how it feels like a lot of times, I feel like um I remember growing up and I learned a lot, a lot, a lot about um white English American culture And it wasn't until college when I decided to start taking elective classes, like in jazz class, the history of jazz, for the first time I'm finally learning about African-American culture. It wasn't until college when I decided to take this like world culture class when I finally started learning about Spanish culture. And yes, I understand I'm here in the United States and I'm going to learn a lot about like the United States culture, but it's not like Hispanics and Black people didn't exist for the last 900 years here on this <laughs> yeah. land you know so it i think they did a really good job it just they reiterated not being preachy not being so poxy almost a reflective kind of conversation and, and an honest one like as soon as he said like they erased me that hurt a lot and i almost cried during that very first time watching that conversation uh just unfold because i don't know if it was the actor i don't know if it's the way he delivered it i don't know what it was but all together, man, you feel that. That is a punch to the gut. It really
1: was. So. It felt very genuine. Yeah. It, it didn't feel it, forced. It didn't feel, like you said, preachy. Yeah. It felt like a genuine conversation between two individuals who were experiencing this struggle and were trying to figure out their place in all of it. And that moment where, at, at, at the end, where... Isaiah gets his wish of remaining dead, essentially, and not Mm -hmm. being brought back to life. But Sam still finds a way to honor him and to have him be his memory be shown and to be not erased anymore by Mm -hmm. having that statue and the memorial to him in the Captain America Museum was fantastic. Yeah, it was so honest and so heartfelt. I think the other hard
2: thing to this show really had to tackle and unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, it had to really bear this weight. Um, and I don't think it's any secret that at some point we're probably going to see in our time, um, we're going to end up seeing a Miles Morales, a live action Miles
1: Morales. And probably I think, sooner rather than later.
2: Yes. And I, I think, you know, the cards are starting to get laid out and it's going to happen at some point. Um At the same time, though, it's like that is going to be an uphill battle. For the last 20 years in movie cinema, um, a lot of people know Spider-Man, for example, just as Peter Parker, the white guy. A lot of people know Captain America just, you know, as Steve Rogers. And I think it's even going to be a slightly uphill battle, despite the fact we only have uh, Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds and then that very short fight and um, Snyder Cut. I think even some people might might still have that same kind of reservation to be like, well, I thought that Green Lantern was a white guy. and say, like, well, yeah. one of the most famous iterations was Hal Jordan, though. So, you know, it doesn't have to be.
1: Right, yeah. You're looking at it and you say, arguably, the Green Lantern that the majority of people our age grew up with was the John, Lu- John Lantern animated Green Lantern in yeah. the animated Justice League series. And mm-hmm. so I think, yeah, it, it is definitely... I think and honestly with your Miles Morales thought I think the the animated into the Spider-Verse movie will help that transition yeah. tremendously because it brought that character to the to the to the forefront and it brought him into most people probably didn't know who Miles Morales was before that and especially now with that movie and then the Spider-Man Miles Morales PS5 game I think the two of those coming out will really help people understand who Miles Morales is. And so when he shows up in a live-action MCU movie, which wouldn't surprise me if he's either heavily teased or even a small background cameo in the upcoming Spider-Man movie. I don't think it'll – I do agree with what you're saying. Like it'll, It'll be a little bit of an uphill climb, but I think that'll help that a little bit. Yeah. Cause I mean, like
2: Captain America is, is such a huge hill to climb. And sorry, just to go back, Hal no, Jordan. Good. Yeah, yeah. My my bad. I how <laughs> Jordan is also the white yeah, Green Lantern. Yeah, you know, Hal Jordan's the
1: one most people know. Yeah. So, most people yes, know. Yeah. But, so trying to yeah. see the John Lantern. Kyle and Kyle, to yeah, yeah, Kyle Rayner
0: too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. It was the nineties, you know, Green Lantern, yeah. so but so I guess I, I
1: guess my question for you, Alberto, yeah. would be kind of just trying to spin here off would be what were your expectations? going into this series because we didn't we weren't able to get you on here for predictions so that was a little it's a little late for predictions but what were your uh, expectations going in
2: um my, my immediate one was that one of these two will become captain america yeah um there's comic stories with each of them mm-hmm. hailing the name and i was very curious to see which one they were gonna go with i was worried they were gonna go with bucky and the only yeah. reason i say worried is because while i still like those storylines where he does hail that name um in the grand scheme of things like mcu wise he did kill people he was a mercenary it's almost like giving the name captain america to someone like the punisher yeah and um if they did that i think mcu would have to kind of that's gonna like shake up the really clean bubbly pg-13 more like like, like morals and stuff
1: it would be like if it would be like if vet if um I can't remember the, the character's name, but if Venom all of a sudden became Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like somebody who has been a, like on the wrong side of a lot of battles. Yes. Suddenly now, while, becoming this paragon of goodness.
2: Now, while like my expectations about that was definitely mad because I was like, one of these guys have to yeah. hold, hold the name at the end. Uh, my only other expectation was that I was hoping it was going to do a little bit more world building uh, post blimp or blip. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of hoping that they were going to, because initially I read that this was going to be taking place um, right after WandaVision. So I was kind of curious if they were going to touch up on anything from WandaVision. Yeah. Are they the own separate storyline? They're not even going to touch up on it. And a little bit of the disappointment, there wasn't too much uh, attachment, but that's fine. Cause I know th- these are the TV shows. This is when, you could do almost like a character study on yeah. Sam Wilson and Bucky and really dive yeah. deep into them. Um, yeah.
1: Well, I think the thing I, that hurt it in the sense of not being able to tie into WandaVision was the fact that this show was supposed to come out first. Oh, was it really? Yeah, yes, so this was originally this show winter. was supposed to come out first. And then when COVID hit, both shows got delayed. And what happened was because of all of the intense hand-to-hand combat and close-up fight scenes in this show they couldn't find a way to film this COVID safely so they were able to finish WandaVision because it's mostly CGI combat Mm -hmm. and so if you notice in the WandaVision finale Mm -hmm. everybody is either six feet apart or if there's more than one person on the screen at the same time and they're not six feet apart one of them is CGI huh the only time when that's not the case is the, is the scene in the bedroom with the kids, and even then, it's filmed in such a way that they could easily have just put two scenes together. Otherwise, it's it's Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, which Paul Bettany is ninety percent CGI, and in that case, you can have two actors isolate themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm for protection, whereas this show, they have a ton of people fighting, a ton of stunt doubles you have to get, you have to get the actors yourselves. So they couldn't figure out a way to get, to finish this show with all the COVID precautions. So they were able to finish WandaVision and they had to get, they got that one out first. Wow. And so, and so that supposedly one of the main reasons why the Doctor Strange cameo was cut from WandaVision was because of that speeding up they had to do that they didn't have time to finish all of the cgi for his scene
2: hmm. but and and honestly i think if if i if i was the head of mcu and i was making six billion dollars a minute um <laughs> yeah. and, and, and and like i was given the choice of like you ha- one of these are going to get the short end of the stick um there i say i'm a little glad that wandavision just because i feel that wandavision was more of like an internal commentary yeah on just a lot of like internal Definitely. stuff between people this-
0: This got the short end of the stick, too. There was a couple things um, that could was a There was
1: a major subplot that had to get cut from this show. Which was? Which which was? So the entire subplot revolving around the refugee camp and Mamadonia was supposed to be about this pandemic that had broken out in all these refugee camps. And the government was not giving out vaccines to these refugees. They were saving the vaccines for all the people who had been blipped. And okay. so that warehouse that she attacks and kills all the people inside mm-hmm. was a vaccine warehouse. They steal. It's mentioned briefly in the first, in the second episode, the truck that they're stealing is full of vaccines. It's mentioned very mm-hmm. briefly and it's never mentioned again. And so what happens is, is this pandemic and this virus is what kills Mama Donia because she couldn't get a vaccine. And so that dri- that's what then drives Carly over the edge to killing these individuals because they, they didn't give vaccines out to these people in the refugee camps. And so ultimately, they cut this entire subplot from the show because they felt it hit too close to home. During everything but that's that happening.
2: would have been so, it would good have made it, so much more sense. Yeah, it would have, it would was, have
1: made yeah. her as a character make so much more sense, and not just feel like this anarchist. That's anarchist. anarchist, right? It would have given her an actual purpose other than oh just we want our houses back. Like that's kind it, of a bummer. That, it that's, is. That's, that's, yeah,
2: that's a huge bummer. Mayan and Ariella at the end of every episode. Uh, we, we we waited every Saturday to watch it. And our mm-hmm. commentary every time was, I don't like Carly. I don't yeah. like Carly. I, you know, it's like, I maybe they're trying to make her more of a Killmonger kind of character to sympathize with. And I just can't connect with her. And the way they even ended, we'll touch up on that later too. It's such a disappointment. And this makes a lot of sense. It looks like there was supposed to be a whole lot more meat to this character. There's supposed to be a whole lot more to actually dive into.
1: There, that is there such was. a
2: bummer. Was, so, was was the show supposed to be like seven episodes then? Like probably so like one So supposedly,
1: supposedly when it was originally greenlit, they were greenlit for eight to ten episodes. Or mm. originally, and then they yeah they had to cut out about an entire episode to episode and a half worth of subplot and condense it all. That makes a lot of sense. So supposedly it was uh, th- what I had heard was that it was going to be eight episodes. Yeah, similar to Wandavision, and. They had to basically cut about an episode, episode and a half out of subplot of trying to track down, you know, what they were doing with these vaccines and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's why that whole kind of subplot felt very out of place and very rushed, because ninety percent of it didn't exist anymore. And yeah. I do think it is a shame because I, I think, I think this actress's performance as Carly was really good. Mm-hmm. It would have made, but her character just didn't make any sense.
0: No, it would have made everything better. And I think one of the, th- I thought what suffered was they told you about every, everyone's shuffer- suffering. They said, people are suffering all over the but world. Never people, saw it. you never saw it. So you don't connect with it. You have to catch it in like the caption. So I yeah. think that's where this ultimately suffers, where you want to care for you want to care for Carly. You want to care for her cause. Yeah. You want to be sympathetic. You want her to be a Killmonger type person. Like, okay, I would have loved who's an episode. right?
1: I would have loved a half an episode worth, or even an entire episode worth, of when these individuals met. And show me when they, what brought them all together and caused them to start this movement. Show me that during that time frame of everybody coming back and everybody being forced out of these homes that they've lived in for the last five years. Show me that. Don't just tell me it. Show it.
0: That right. would have been a. Lot, that would have made the series much. I think it would. Have, I think it. I would have made the series stronger. Yeah, it would have. It would have made that. it.
1: It would have just made it a more cohesive story for all of the characters. Because I think mm-hmm. your main two characters in Bucky and Sam both had fantastic full circle story arcs in this show.
0: I agree. But, I but d- every I do
1: agree character with that. outside of them kind of suffered a little bit. Mm-hmm. Every character outside of them had kind of a half-assed arc. Like for the first five episodes, John Walker's arc is fantastic, and then episode six, six they give us a half-assed, rushed redemption arc. Yeah, and all of a sudden he's just good to go. Like they tell him, they tell him he's you know barely escaping prison, and all of a sudden he shows back up again in a homemade Captain America suit and shield, fighting crime. And nothing happens. He's cool to just go off and become mm-hmm. the U.S. agent with the with the Contessa. What about like, the
0: Sokovia Sokovia Accords, right? Right. I mean, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, there so. was a
1: lot of there was a lot of aspects that I feel like definitely were rushed and half-assed in the show. Well, how much I, of that? How much of that is due to COVID? Who knows?
0: Who knows? I mm-hmm. was really disappointed. You had Rhodey in episode one, and you didn't call him for backup in episode six.
1: Well, Out I mean, also people- to be fair. <laughs> Mm. You're downtown Manhattan. There's a massive fight going on and people are being kidnapped. Spider Man's not swinging by.
0: Right. Well, again, that too. So you have all this massive. And,
1: and that, you... but to me, to be fair, though, that's the problem with creating this massive universe with all these heroes in it is unless every fight is happening in some podunk small town in the middle of nowhere, you're going to wonder why people aren't showing up. This is and... two times now why wasn't doctor strange involved massive magical nonsense and massive fight happening two blocks from his house and he doesn't get involved either time like so that's that's one of the problems you're going to run into when you're when you're dealing with all of these superheroes and all of these expanding people and all these worlds intertwining is eventually you're going to run into circumstances where somebody should show up and they don't because you can't afford them
0: right and and who knows maybe they couldn't get rody in um you know, they, could, they couldn't get him back in time for the... Set, you know, they yeah, had to because I don't know.
1: As far as my understanding goes, they only had to do the last episode. Like, they, were, they had the first five episodes done before COVID hit, was my understanding. Okay. So they only had to film that final episode. I could be completely wrong, but that's just going off of what I remember seeing somewhere over the last six months or so. But so just I I do have it written down here and I think we should for our own accountability sake Bobby yes during our WandaVision episode we made some predictions
0: yes yes
1: we did Did... not do so great
0: no we did not
1: we are (laughs) arguably 0 for 4 really Mm -hmm. yes Yes, so Bobby's Bobby's 2 predictions were that there would be some pretty significant WandaVision reference in the show Ah.
0: Wrong, and that Falcon
1: <laughs> would get injected either willingly or unwillingly with Super Soldier Serum. I was
0: wrong on that one.
1: My two predictions were that it would be a team Captain America. It would not it would no longer be a solo person, but it would be a kind of an, a team ideology. Dead wrong. How, wrong, that one? Super How wrong?
0: Super, super wrong. Super wrong.
1: And because, well, to be fair, my second prediction, I was misled. Because all of the trailers made it seem like Zemo was the antagonist of the series. I agree.
0: I agree. And so
1: my other prediction was that Zemo was being puppeted by either General Ross or some other military figure to kind of control all this stuff, which obviously I was dead wrong because he wasn't even a bad guy, really.
0: He wasn't. No, he was actually sympathetic. And he made sense.
1: Yeah, he made a lot of sense.
0: He was likable, and people made a meme out of him. Disney yeah. made a one-hour video of him dancing yeah. in a nightclub. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was a pretty. Popular Disney gave guy. Disney
1: gave us the Zemo cut in eight hours when it took four years to get the Snyder cut.
0: And now they're doing try to release the Snyder
1: universe, but yeah.
0: let's save that for another. Yeah. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. That's we a co- couple yeah. We're going to talk about that later, but, but so, yes, we
1: didn't do too hot in our predictions, Bob.
0: No, but that's we, okay. You know that's what? okay. It's okay.
1: So I would fun. be interested. Scale of one to ten. Yeah. Overall show rating.
2: No, oh, man. That's eight. tough. If you if you asked me as soon as I wrapped up episode five, mm-hmm. eight and a half. Yeah, that was, after, epi- after episode was six after episode five. My God, I couldn't wait to finish yeah. watching it after episode six. um, I don't know. I just felt kind of like, man, eh. so I don't know, maybe seven and the most yeah and that's that's being generous too
1: yeah i would say episode four right after you know blood on the shield oh yeah 10 for me like so hyped waiting to see where it goes Mm -hmm. episode five yeah about an eight and then i would agree with you i think after episode six i'm right about a seven six and a half seven I, i think there was a lot of arcs that didn't fully fully completed, a lot of stuff that was rushed. You had the shocking reveal that Sharon Carter was the power broker. I think it was only shocking for people who only turned on the ep- the episode six and hadn't watched any of the other episodes. Right. <laughs> because literally, I was so sure that they were trying to fake us out. Because the second she appeared, she's shady. She's dealing art. She's talking to mysterious people, she's doing all of this stuff. And they're like, oh, who's this power broker? Who's this power broker? And you're just like, it's probably her. (laughs) Because especially when you get to the end of episode five and they still haven't revealed who the power broker is, you go, okay, it's somebody we know. It's the same thing like WandaVision, end of episode seven, no Mephisto. You're like, okay, they're not going to show up Mephisto at the end of one, one episode remaining. They're not going to introduce a new character as the power broker with one episode remaining. So at that point, there's such limited options. So I think that was a very underwhelming reveal, in my opinion.
0: Yeah.
2: I'll go the same I think... boat with you, though. I, I think I psyched myself out because um, I was like, they're not going to do that easy even an answer. So he... I... Oddly enough, I was surprised. Not because I was like, I didn't see that coming. I was like, Oh, so they went that route. Yeah, they, right. Yeah, you, you, really you were surprised that you were surprised huh? that
1: they were so obvious with it.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah was, a
2: She
0: does have a history in the comics, so yeah, in the comic she does. Books, She Running did kind of thing. It's shoot not, Captain America. Not,
1: yeah, it's not unheard mm-hmm. of. It's yeah. just a little disappointing.
0: They could have done. There, there is the mysterious person on the phone. That
1: she was talking to. I don't him, think so. it's that's the thing. I think this is another situation where everybody's trying to say, Oh, who is that? who's talking on the phone? Is that Justin Hammer? No, it's just one of her lackeys.
0: It probably she is. was just and she he... was
1: literally telling them, line up our buyers. It was just somebody she she that she works works for her. Most likely. Like, most likely. Uh, mm. If it was somebody that was supposed to be important they would have teased it more. You know what I mean? They would have been, she would have said like, okay, I'll see you soon. Or like, let's meet up or something. You know what I mean? They would have teased that this is going to be somebody that's going to show up. But it was literally just her talking to somebody, giving them constructions.
0: Let's talk about some of the more positive things. I think, can we all agree, or maybe can I hope to agree, what about the Wakandans? The Dora Milaje. Oh, fantastic. Them showing up, sh- them showing uh, Bucky's recovery scene in oh. Wakanda
1: so good sebastian stan deserves an emmy for that one scene alone
0: so uh, the emotions
1: that he went that we saw on his face in that one scene
0: so in the scene what they're talking about is they're sitting this is before pre-infinity war you have ao am i saying her name right
1: io i believe
0: io they're sitting in a hut he doesn't have his arm yet and they're she's using the code words to activate the winter soldier program. Mm-hmm. And they're talking, and every word he's just like scared. And all of a sudden she yeah. says the last word and, and he's not doing happened. anything, and nothing. Just, and he starts just crying. Tears. Yeah. Um, so that I think was really powerful. Yeah. And I think the Dora Milaje coming in after Zemo made the most sense. 100%. I thought that was really I thought that was I thought that was done perfectly. I thought their whole arc was well and i liked yeah. how bucky just didn't show up with a captain america suit they they tied that in
1: yeah right exactly it wasn't just a where did sam get such a cool suit
0: right and it was, was reasoning for it like oh th- they had this he yeah. had this in backup or did right. say, did who what and and i think, think it goes
1: and i think it goes to show one of two things a how badass shuri is that she was able to design that suit so quickly. Yep. And B, she was probably working on it for a while.
0: Does she have, did they build a fail? So in the show, during a fight between Dora Milaje, John Walker, uh, Bucky, and Sam, they get into a fight and they take off Bucky's arm.
1: She disarms him. So disarms
0: him. Now, was that a fail safe so they don't use the arm against him? Or was that like just a function because, look, it's an arm. There has to be a way to take it off to maintenance it. They just used it to their advantage.
1: I would say kind of a somewhere in the middle. Like, obviously, there's a way the arm comes off. She's had, like, I'm sure Shuri's had to upgrade it. I'm sure, like, they've done things on it. So I'm sure there was a way for it to come off.
0: Well, they said they... Did you know they could do that? No. Right. And then he does the whole arm thing like he does in Winter Soldier. When... Right.
1: So yeah. So I think he's I think he know knew that the arm could come off. I just don't think he realized that there was like a, you know, a secret combination of pressure points that would make it pop off. Right. And so I don't necessarily know whether that was a fail safe, like in case he turned, but I think it might have been a a like this is how to get it off of him quickly if we need to.
0: Right. I mean, so the games say, do you think the Wakandans have a fail safe in the Falcon suit or in the I Captain don't think America so.
1: suit? I don't think so because it's a, it's, he is a different symbol. There's no fear of him turning.
0: Alberto, what's your uh, take? Is there a fail safe in the, in the new Captain America suit?
2: So he, so he doesn't go against the Wakandans. Um, I don't know. I want to say no only just because um, I feel like they did it against Bucky because with Bucky, it's it's almost like, well, we don't know if, you know, he'll ever turn back into the Winter Soldier. So maybe this is a failsafe because we have to. Um, whereas Sam Wilson is such a Boy Scout about stuff, closest thing to a Boy Scout, really. And I wouldn't have to worry. But to answer your question, I would say I would say yes. But even if they did, I don't think we'll ever really see it because I don't see a, a moment where Sam is gonna, you know, turn turn yeah. turn against like that. At what, least just based off how they write the character so far.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, let's also let's just keep on going through through some of these other things. What do you think about them bringing back super soldiers? Do you think it's like was it too obvious, or did you think this was like a natural progression into the show revolving around the super soldier serum?
1: I think it was a very nice point of in, to introduce a non-super soldier Captain America okay. by showing this struggle against super soldiers and surrounded by super soldiers. That you, you can still be a superhero. You have, you have Sam Wilson being, by the end of the show, the only normal guy in the room. He's got super soldier Bucky on his side. He's got super soldier John Walker kind of in between. And he's got this army of super soldiers that he's fighting against. And he's just a guy. Which ultimately, even though he was a super soldier, is what Steve Rogers stood for. Was being just a guy willing to stand up for what he believed in. And I think this is kind of jumping all over the place. But I think one of my favorite subtle moments in the show was when they were in the back of the truck talking to John Walker after-
0: They got their butts- So this yeah, is episode two- kicked.
1: Episode two, after they get their butts kicked, realizing they're all super soldiers, they they all get their butts kicked, That they, they drive off with the trucks full of vaccines, and Sam and Bucky are walking back to civilization, and John Walker and Battlestar pull up to introduce themselves for the first time. They pull up in the truck, hey, get in, You know, we'll give you a ride back. They're introducing themselves, they're talking, and obviously, Sam and Bucky don't want anything to do with him. They—he's not They're their mad. cap. He stands against everything that they that they believe Steve Rogers. Well, they don't—they don't know that. They—they they just know. But, but, in, someone... but in their minds, he's—he's he's a government pawn. Bucky is very against him, and Sam's kind of just—I I not well, like didn't care so one way or the other.
0: Bucky—Bucky's mad at him because he felt that that cap was uh, um, if Sam thought he wasn't the right fit, right. then he's doubting himself that Steve Rogers right. was wrong about exactly. him. So, so that was, that was a right. double-edged sword. Right. Exactly. Horror.
1: So, so my, one of my favorite lines, which is so subtle and so quick was when Bucky asked him if he's ever jumped on a grenade. And John Walker's like, yeah, I've done it like seven times. And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, my helmet protect, like it's a concussion proof. And so I put it on top of the grenade and it, Exp- doesn't explode. Hmm. And you immediately think back to scrawny 50-pound Steve Rogers convinced he's about to explode to death in Captain America, the first Avenger, diving on a grenade. Yeah. No protection, no helmet, no nothing, just diving on a grenade that he thinks is about to blow up a bunch of other people. And so they're asking him, oh, would you ever jump on a grenade? And he's like, oh, yeah, I have a helmet that'll stop it. Like, duh. And there is an immediate dividing line showing the difference between the two of them and i i thought that was i thought that was such a fantastic line and such a fantastic subtle kind of show of what type of person he was yeah
0: so with being um uh just kind of going a little bit over Mm -hmm. a little bit everything what do you guys thought about the soundtrack overall
1: I think this is probably more Alberto's weakness than mine. I am not definite I'm definitely not a I don't I don't really notice the soundtrack too much I feel like in most parts. Like unless it's something very blatantly obvious like you know twisting a song that's very popular into another purpose. I don't i just i don't really notice it too much
0: there was a lot of callbacks into the winter soldier into yeah. civil war yeah um but just overall they 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 also had a very bayou patriotic uh, theme song which again you can find this on on itunes i i subscribe to apple music uh, alberto since the music is more your wheelhouse any comments about the soundtrack or the, um, the background music that was used in the Winter Soldier? Or, sorry, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier?
2: This is going to sound kind of rude. So I'm not a – so I am, I am a musician, but I'm definitely not a classical musician. This is – this would be more 100% in the realm of my girlfriend who's played classical music for like 20 years. So to her, it's that's,
1: – that's 100% to li- her.
0: If she listens – I know she listens to the podcast. So if you have any – so – um aria yeah, right
1: drop, drop a comment uh, drop Ariella, a
0: comment. Ariella, drop a comment so we can see your
1: uh point, your of, view, feedback, point yeah. of view
0: on uh, uh on the music or anyone please do that so i'm sorry but go ahead um alberto you were saying
2: no, did you sure. like it
0: did you not like it what did you any any thoughts on that
2: i will say this and hopefully it doesn't offend anyone but and no offense to the composer and this is again why i'm not very like uh equipped to to answer this question but i thought the music was serviceable and i thought it did its job it set moods when it needed to set the mood and that's it but there's something about like um my favorite example always when it comes to like music like, like soundtracks at least as, as of recent um we just talked about the movie earlier into the spider-verse yeah you hear like if you hear just 10 seconds of just the Soundtrack of like Miles jumping or someone fighting or something or it's instantly um, recognizable. Oh my god, like like the prowler showing up and just like the way that they distort this this noise on the guitar or whatever it is. It was like and it just sounds so eerie, almost like a Prometheus kind of feel. Um, that I think is such a memorable soundtrack. It fits the entire aesthetic, the entire theme, the setting, everything. Um, this one felt to me very MCU. It felt very safe. Nothing yeah. stood out. Nothing made me think that like this is it. This is a you know blank blank soundtrack for Falcon and Wonder Soldier. Nothing stood yeah. out to me like that. So yeah, I thought I just thought I can't, it was all right. I can't.
1: I can't even. I can't point out like a scene or anything where I was like, oh, this soundtrack's fantastic. Like
2: unless unless though Bobby did bring up a point. Now while their orchestras, you know, original soundtrack maybe it didn't have any shining moments like into the Spider Verse. Yes, for sure, their licensed soundtrack, especially during like those buddy buddy moments when they're fixing the boat yeah. and whatnot, it really reminded me of, like, oh, I am in the south, and yeah. they did such a good job of like showing like the boat and the water and just those really long willow weeping trees just all over, um, and you can almost feel like the humidity too, and just kind of like the, that blues music, and even the way they even ended the, the like the entire show, they had kind of like a more like upbeat blues song playing as well.
0: Do you um, think, do you think they did a good job of the camaraderie between Bucky and Sam? Like, do you think that dialogue, do you think the interaction, because that was one of the things when I heard, when I saw Civil War and I saw them sitting in the back of the car saying, can you move your seat? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, I want, and they were fighting against Spider-Man you know like oh you could have done that earlier the the second that
1: movie came out i I said i was like give me a buddy cop movie between the two of these
0: i I want this now i want this right now so and this is one of the reasons as soon as i knew disney plus was making this i'm like disney plus give me my money i want to see these two interact for an hour and a half or more do you think the series did them justice
1: yeah
2: 100%. I think so. i I've been wanting to see something with those two together for a while. Um, I'm so glad that the show existed for that for that very reason that that buddy chemistry that that these two have, I think off screen and offset, I think they they share that probably. And if they don't, they're really good at faking. No, they 100%
1: life. do. If, 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 for, any, for you and anybody listening, I highly recommend going and watching interview clips of the two of them, and especially interview and like QA clips between them and Tom Holland, who plays Peter Parker, because the three of them together are hilarious. They play off each other so well, they troll each other so much. It's fantastic.
0: It's too bad. They couldn't call in Tom Holland for this. Um, yeah. I think, um, and Ari, thank you for your comment. Uh, she said the soundtrack wasn't very memorable for me, honestly, like it served its purpose for the show, but nothing stood out for me in yeah. particular.
1: I think pretty um, unified like, yeah. that, that seems like it's pretty unanimous across the board for most of us.
0: Um, I, I enjoyed the aesthetic. I love the buddy, buddy. I loved how they, they put Sam, um, You know, interacting with his sister, Mm -hmm. Bucky flirting with his sister, and Sam's like, don't flirt with my sister. Interesting
1: note. (laughs) Do you, do you, I don't know, you might, you might know this, you might not know this. I think, yes, he was 100% flirting with his sister, but you want to know what makes that scene even a little bit more special?
0: Go, Kristen. Is that
1: Sam's sister? Her name is Sarah. And that is the same as Steve Rogers mother's name, his mother was named Sarah as well. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
1: in Civil War, when Cap is asking him which Bucky, which Bucky he's talking to, that's what he says to him. Your mother's name is Sarah. Like, that's what he says to him to get him to know that he is who he says he is. And so I think that, yes, he 100% was flirting with his sister because he wants to fuck with Sam. But (laughs) it was also this moment of like almost a kind of a, a like a like what a coincidence kind of like steve rogers his mother was named sarah he was captain america now sam is trying to he should be captain america his sister is named sarah like almost that kind of just the circle continues Mm -hmm.
0: and i like the training scene where Um, I liked how Sam was using... Throughout the the whole show, when he was trying to counsel Carly, when he was trying to counsel John, he was trying to counsel Bucky. He was using his veteran affairs training Mm -hmm. and being empathetic. And um, and he's like, look, you got Steve's book. And he's like, I've been amending. You haven't been amending. You've been avenging the people that have wronged you. You have to help people for you to truly start making amends. And I thought that whole that shield wielding the the shield when they're both throwing the shield i thought that was very them and yeah. at the end you can definitely see like them making um
1: the more serious
0: that those yeah. connections yeah um, which
1: also that's the training montage for him for sam for fantastic sam. so good They and also him his nephews calling him uncle sam very on the nose i love that
0: (laughs) uncle sam um did you think uh baron zemo was right about super soldiers that super soldiers um their arrogance leads to ultimately the downfall of society that's what led to nazis that what led to the avengers do you think zemo was right what are your opinions on that yes
1: and no i think it's the people who create the super soldiers Because more often than not, the people who create the super soldiers are picking people that fit what they want. We've seen, obviously, with Steve Rogers, with Isaiah Bradley, with Bucky outside of being the Winter Soldier. We've seen people who have the super soldier serum and can be good people and do good things with it. But primarily, most of the time when people have been turned into super soldiers, it's at the behest of the government or at the behest of people who want to do powerful, controlling things with these super soldiers. Mm -hmm. And so I think Zemo has a very... Zemo's view is very isolated. His view comes from a very focused position of betrayal and revenge. I mean, he even says that steve rogers is the exception to the rule he said there's never been another steve rogers that's exactly what he says to
0: almost says like touche
1: yeah like because they're like because he says he's like all super soldiers are inherently um what's the word he used not dictators um supremacists
0: supremacists yeah
1: and they said well steve wasn't and he says well fair but there's never been another steve rogers Go yeah, and so I... Also, can we just address real quick while you've got this picture up? What, what, what was the... In the TV show world, what was the point of the mask?
0: I was going to say the same thing. I don't know.
1: Other was... than other than the tip of the cap nod to the comic books and to the fans. Hey, look, he's got the purple mask. What was the point?
0: Well, here's the point. Um, everyone had to wear a mask. All the stunt people had to wear a mask so you didn't see it was someone else. While they're right. doing all the stunt fight scenes, so that was one of the re- so there's a practical reason why you always have the um the the stunt coordinators they put on the they put on the flag smasher masks so right you, yeah so they could fight the other uh stunt
1: people. But so I mean, that he was, didn't even really do any stunts. He shot a grenade launcher. That was the only time he had the mask on. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. It was just kind of. It, it didn't need it that he didn't need it in civil war he yeah i think it i think it i, is, I think I guess if, a...
1: if anything it's just to set the scene for it showing back up when he eventually becomes part of the thunderbolts or dark avengers whatever you well, want to call it
0: if we want to go back into um if we want to kind of shoot into our predictions into the future i was going to go into a little bit more into the podcast but can we let's say that for a little bit later
1: yeah, um, we can we can we can do we can save predictions for the let's end. Let's
0: save it for a little bit more towards the end cuz I know we're getting towards the end. I want just a couple more points. Mm-hmm. Did you think Bucky I thought was Bucky a weaker fighter now that he's not brainwashed anymore was his fighting style tied to his programming? Was it tied to his lack of empathy? And now that he has empathy, he holds back because untrained super sol- do you think a trained super soldier with years of experience would have done better? Against untrained super soldiers. Now we don't know their full backstory. How yeah, but I mean, arguably, yeah,
1: they're they're refugees. They're not trained assassins.
0: They're not trained assassins. I mean, I know. And Bucky said he 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 says he got a, he got his butt kicked by Isaiah Bradley. He got yeah. his butt kicked by um by the other super soldiers in Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, who are those top trained yeah,
1: people? Yeah, I, I but, think definitely there is a, an element of a disconnect there between the ruthlessness um and alberto you go ahead and comment whatever you have to say because i do have a point that i wanted to make but i'll you go ahead and go first about which one exactly just what like what your thoughts are do you think bucky is a, a weaker fighter or holding back more or i dude yes. a little bit compared to the winter soldier
2: so w- when
1: the, when they were
2: fighting in um when they're fighting in their hotel room right then and there i was like yeah. i feel like if this was winter soldier bucky he he still would have been able to take out everyone in that room probably without even batting an eye yeah um there was a lot of carelessness in his original fighting when he first presented him in 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 the mcu uh he was definitely a lot less or a a lot more ruthless and i remember even like the way that winter soldier ended like he still you know basically made him and steve rogers fall how many feet all the way straight into Mm -hmm. water which is basically cement like that is a level of carelessness that only came because of just this really hardcore training and brainwash that he was under. Um, so to answer your question though, yeah, I did feel like he was a little bit of a weaker fighter, maybe not weaker, but he's a
1: lot much more of
2: a reserved yeah. fighter for sure. Yeah.
1: A more cautious fighter.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like it, you can see that hundred percent, just the way that, that he fought. Um, now, he's fighting almost a little bit more like a brawler, if anything. You know, making mm-hmm. sure that, like, like you can tell by the way that they choreographed his fights now. Now, his fights are just clearly showing, um, I just am trying to knock you out. I'm only yeah. trying to knock you out, and that's it. Whereas, like, again, when long-haired Bucky was around, it was like, I need to either break six bones right now in this scene, <laughs> or you have to die. You get yeah. one or the other. Or you both. Don't get to, yeah, or both. But you, you, don't, you don't get out of
1: scot-free. Right. So... Yeah, so. Well, and so, t- kind of, yes, following off of that too, there's a line, which is almost a throwaway line, but where he says, where um, Sam asks him when he's uh, twisting the wrench, and he's like, why didn't you use the metal arm? Mm-hmm. And he says, well, I'm right-handed. I don't always, always think to use the metal arm. And if you, and if you go back and look, even in the series, anytime he's catching something, p- punching something, it's with the right arm even at the very even at the very end when Carly throws the spear at him it's right hand he catches it whereas mm. when the winter soldier is fighting everything is metal arm he catches the shield with the metal arm that's he true shoots true. with the metal arm he chokes with the metal arm he punches every everything is metal arm because it's the stronger arm so the winter soldier is all about what is do like you said what's doing the most damage what breaks the most bones what kills the most people Bucky is oh I'm right-handed I, that's easier.
0: Well, I mm. think about I'm a human first. I think right. that's the other point. Like I think of myself as a human, right. not as a programmed robot. Right. So exactly. And I think that was one of the, one of the things that really tried to set up. And then um let's just talk about the MCU predictions. What real, is this real setting quick,
1: Bobby, real quick. Sure. Because I think this ties into this this bucky conversation. Sure. The end, very end final episode when that credit pops up. Mm-hmm. And it goes from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. Yes. A lot of people online, a lot of people are wondering why that didn't turn to Captain America and the White Wolf or Captain America and Bucky Barnes. Why is he still being referred to as the Winter Soldier even after everything he went through in this series? to distance himself from that and uh, amend those crimes.
0: The White Wolf, in MCU terms, was just a nickname the kids gave to him. And it was kind of like a...
1: But even you know, Ao can, calls him that.
0: I, I Again, I think it was, it's more of a nickname than anything. Yeah. In the comic books, the White Wolf is the chief of security in Wakanda. Right. In the MCU, it's a nickname they gave to Bucky. Um right. You know, as like something cute, like the right. White Wolf. Um, right. This but type so, of thing. So,
1: So, so why though, because they make the distinction of changing Sam from the Falcon to captain America, he's gone through this metamorphosis. And as far as we're all concerned, Bucky's gone through a metamorphosis as well. So do you think this is a sign of he's not done changing?
0: No, I think it's a sign of branding.
1: Yeah. Or as a sign of this, he's learned to accept that that's who he is.
0: it's it's, or or,
1: or something not even as deep as that. And it's literally just as simple as he's known as the winter soldier. So that's what he's going to be called.
0: That's pretty much it. That's I think that I don't think there's anything more than everyone knows him as the winter soldier. Like in the show, there's the throwaway line where the people saying Sergeant Barnes, Sergeant Barnes, you know, so people are seeing, are calling him Sergeant Barnes, Bucky James. So he's human, but like he's, The Winter Soldier. You know, that's how people know him. That's how he's branded to us. And that's how you're going to. So it's not going to be called the Captain America and Bucky show. It's much more flashier from a marketing standpoint to call it Captain America and the Winter Soldier.
2: Yeah. So. um, Alberto, what do you think? Um, My guess. And I guess like when I saw that, it was more of like. um, I feel like that's their way of saying that Bucky's story is not done. Yeah. That's the way I saw it. I saw that Sams was definitely came to a conclusion and while Bucky's kind of wrapped up, I mean obviously he left his book at his at, at the therapist's office. Mm-hmm. He Which was Steve's of- book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was Steve's
0: book by the way, which I like that like I like that tie-in.
2: Yeah. And they were having all those conversations and whatnot. Um at the very end, I still don't think that's the, that's the last time that we're going to get to dive a little deeper into Bucky. I think at no. some point they'll probably start just calling him something else. Maybe yeah. White Wolf. Who knows? But... I think
1: they've mentioned the White Wolf name enough in this show that it would make sense if that's what his his name goes to. I don't think they would have mentioned it nearly as many times as they did if that wasn't their intentions to eventually switch him to that. And now with the announcement of the Captain America 4 movie coming.
0: It's, a, it's with, in the story with, with the with current yeah. story writers. Yeah, with there. the
1: writers from this TV show. I would be incredibly surprised if it's not basically almost a direct sequel to this and doesn't also have Bucky Barnes in it. Mm -hmm. Especially because, I mean, arguably, Captain America without Bucky Barnes is almost like Batman without Robin as far as MCU goes. Every Captain America movie has heavily revolved around Bucky Barnes. Or his
0: love of Bucky Barnes.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you got the first movie, which revolves around Bucky Barnes and his death. You've got Winter Soldier, which revolves around him coming back to life as Winter Soldier. And you've got Civil War, which revolves around them fighting for him and trying to protect him and clear his name. All three major Captain America movies heavily feature Bucky Barnes. Yeah. And so to think that... Captain America four is going to suddenly change that formula, especially after we have Captain America and the winter soldier at the end of this TV series. I think that doesn't make any sense. So I'm hoping that that's kind of where we're going to go is that this next Captain America movie will fully kind of complete that transformation, but we'll see.
0: Well, and also at the same time too, they're not discount, they're not calling this a mini-series like WandaVision. They, right. submi- yes. they, they submitted su- that submitted
1: that to the Emmys as a mini-series.
0: MCU. So yeah. Marvel submitted WandaVision as the mini-series. So WandaVision was a one-and-done series.
1: Which makes and, sense.
0: Which makes sense. I don't wanna I don't want a season two of that.
1: No. And the then Kevin Feige came out and said he thinks it's very likely that we could get another season of of this show, as well as
2: of Loki, Captain America. Of Loki Captain America.
1: and and Hawkeye. He said most of the other shows that are coming, he could see more than one season of. He said WandaVision was kind of a one and done thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think that
1: makes a ton of sense.
0: Yeah. I, I th- Although
1: if we're getting a new Captain America movie, we might not get a second season.
0: It all depends on how everything's flowing. There's a lot going on yeah. within. Uh, so let's talk about the future. Yeah. What things they were hinting at in the show. um, So the first stuff I want to talk about is, um, so they talk about captain four and we've talked a lot about Zemo uh, leading into the Thunderbolts. So yeah, Thunderbolts, um, Dark
1: Avengers, whatever version of it they want to go with.
0: So why don't uh, Christian, why don't you talk about what are the Thunderbolts? What are Dark Avengers?
1: Thunderbolts are essentially the MCU suicide squad. That's basically oh. the easiest way to describe them. Uh, General Ross, a.k.a. Thunderbolt Ross, who we've seen heavily featured in the MCU so far and heavily featured in Civil War, recruits a bunch of these supervillains who are in the raft, and he recruits them to do what the good guys want, basically, to run these secret underground missions and to get him more power, basically they they are they are definitely not as much of a anti-hero mentality as the suicide squad they're more of a kind of definitely darker team they are definitely more villainous in their mentalities but they um they definitely have that set up pretty clearly i think
0: and the original thunderbolts idea was baron zemo pretending he was a superhero and taking a bunch of other supervillains pretending they were superheroes when there was a superhero vacuum in the universe in the comic books so you have precedent in the comic books of baron zemo leading a group of superheroes yeah for ulterior motives so yeah that's definite on baron zemo getting a bunch of super villains Mm -hmm. whether it's called the thunderbolts Mm -hmm. because thunderbolt ross is heavily featured in black widow Mm -hmm. um or dark whatever you call it we can definitely see baron zemo coming into the future
1: you got baron zemo set up for that you know the uh, potential so also you've got the possibility that it might not even be led by general ross and it could be being led by the contessa instead
0: the contessa which was julia julia louise Dreyfus's character who yes. got john, who, who got john walker the who us agent costume
1: originally was supposed to debut in the black widow film but okay. that film got pushed so we're not sure if she's still going to appear in that film or if they cut her scene from that and have her having her debut in this instead but her first appearance was supposed to be in the black widow film
0: and in the comic books, she was an ex shield agent who becomes a Hydra agent. Yeah, she really becomes she becomes
1: she's she becomes Madam Hydra, who is the leader of Hydra and eventually leads a similar team to the Thunderbolts as well.
0: So mm. there's a lot of so you can see. Maybe US agent, who's yeah. very much what, who's more of a darker hero, being yeah. part of this dark Avengers. Yeah, you group. could see,
1: I mean, they all, they I mean, honestly they have a handful already. You have US agent, you've got Zemo. This could be an easy return of Abomination, right? Because from the Incredible Hulk movie.
0: And he is scheduled to be in She Hulk, in the She Hulk yeah, show, which
1: would make a ton of sense. And, um,
0: you haven't heard of Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right, so yeah, she Ghost, could, yeah, Ghost
1: could easily show up. Agatha Harkness could pop back up. There's I've... a number of, I hate to say B-tier villains, but a number of villains who are not going to pop back up as the main villain in a movie anytime soon.
0: Who yeah, they could people. easily
1: loop around to keep them involved and keep this universe expanding outwards, and I think a lot of that will depend on how well this new Suicide Squad movie does. Yes, if this does well and people and then Marvel can, Marvel sees, oh hey, look, there's a there's a demand for this, then maybe they do a full fledged movie out of it. Otherwise, if it doesn't do so well, maybe they just do it as a you know as a as a Disney Plus show.
0: Well, again, I, I still firmly believe that they're going to start phasing out the movies and moving everything to Disney+.
1: Plus, I don't think they'll ever phase out the movies because it makes them way too much money.
0: Again, time, time is going to tell. Yeah, unlo- unless I'm, the movie theater wrong.
1: business starts to sl- severely decline. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I think the and maybe if you have a different point that you want to get to next as far as productions no, go. I was going
0: to keep on productions what they're just I was gonna say up.
1: young Avengers
0: young Avengers oh. so they introduced um Patriot yep. which was Isaiah Bradley's son
1: yeah um and uh, grandson grandson Eli um, Bradley
0: Eli Bradley and he he is Patriot to the mm-hmm. young Avengers and they set up young Avengers the twins are part of the young Avengers mm-hmm. they have uh Hawkeye they're setting up um I'm forgetting her name
1: yeah it, so Cassia, it's a defi- Cass- No, no, that's the daughter in Ant Man. Um but again,
0: she got recasted yeah. in the yeah. New- So yeah, you've
1: got you've got Ant Man's daughter, you've got the, the other girl in Hawkeye, you've got Patriot here, you've got the twins in WandaVision, you've got potentially Miles Morales. Potentially. Mm-hmm. You've they are very clearly setting up for a young Avengers, whether it's phase four, phase or Five, or phase six. five. It is coming in the near future. Yes.
2: I was thinking that the second, um, second they announced the Miss Marvel show, I was like, Oh yeah, this yeah, is, you've got you oh, Miss Marvel. Like, Marvel too. Yeah. I'm I'm like, there. That's it. That's right there. I was just at a comic book shop the other day, and immediately I was thinking that I was like, Oh look, it's Miss Marvel, and it's and, and and I was like, Oh my god, they're gonna make this into a movie now. I just mm-hmm. I just they they're just slowly setting up all the blocks for it, you know.
1: Yeah, they're they're yeah, they are very very clearly setting this the standard and setting the path for a young Avengers either TV show or movie.
0: Whatever the case, they're setting whatever it, the they're... case.
1: Maybe it wouldn't surprise me if they go TV show with it, because you have the twins debuting on with Disney Plus. You have Eli Bradley on Disney Plus. You're going to have. um what is her name in Hawkeye? I need to look it up now. You guys continue. I'm going to,
0: I'm going to move on to the next uh, subject here, but they set up walking Torres, um, which is uh, Hawkeye's buddy um, at the end of episode four or five. At the episode five, the Falcon suits damaged. And he looks at his buddy, his government buddy, who has been helping him since episode one saying you can keep it. And in the comic books,
1: there's he becomes trust. the new Falcon.
0: He becomes the new. He becomes the new. Which,
1: Falcon. in the comic books, he is a mutant who has his own wings and becomes Falcon. But he, very easy to switch that for this and give him the Falcon wings.
0: But now that they have, they have mutants, or they could yeah. make him a mutant. Whatever yeah. the case may
1: be. And side note, Kate Bishop is the character's name. Kate Bishop.
0: Game. Thank you. So Kate Bishop yeah. is joining. The, well, again, all theorized, but yeah. they're all setting this yeah, it, it, it
1: would It would be incredibly surprising to me if they don't go Young Avengers route with the amount of people that they're casting for this. Uh, as far as Joaquin goes, potentially becoming the new Falcon, I, I honestly believe that it was more of a, just a wink and a nod to the fans.
0: They do a lot of wink and a nods yeah. To I, the I think, so, which could always think, go anywhere or yeah, go nowhere.
1: I think it's one of those things where, if it seems like people are excited about him, then they might bring him around. But otherwise, I think it was more just a, oh yeah, hey, hey, you can keep the wings,
0: right? You oh know? my gosh, they're gonna sell. I mean, yeah. they very well could, or they very well, right? They
1: very broken. well could become nothing,
0: right? Because he was trying to mess with the wings, like, hey, don't mess with that. Whenever you right. guys, government, me- you know, Sam was right. kind of, saying, kind
1: of, kind of like how in the first Iron Man movie, back when it was Terrence Howard as Rody
0: right he... You get the,
1: you, like, he looks he looks at the old silver suit and he's like oh, next time baby very easily at that moment was he could either have been a throwaway line for the fans like oh yeah see see like because at that point they had no idea what was happening so it could be like that could be just a throwaway line or it could be something where yeah that he is gonna take up the wings and cap four comes around and he's his wingman <laughs> pun intended
0: there's a lot of mcu stuff they set up but they never yeah. go back to yeah. or they're going to they have it and they'll be like we're gonna put yeah. that in our back
1: yeah a little circle around out yeah
0: in in the future but i think those were and then sharon carter as one of the big bads that could easily lead into armor wars
1: i 100 think that's where they're going with it
0: so where that will connect or Sharon Carter now that she has connections back with the CIA, CIA. Yeah, because and... the, the
1: synopsis for Armor Wars is that Stark the, D- the text, New Disney Plus that, that Stark Tech starts showing up on the black market and starts showing up all over the place. And so Roadie has to track it down and figure out where it's coming from and where it's going.
0: So and which supposedly
1: would... Justin Hammer is going to be returning in that
0: in the new Disney Plus show which is scheduled right. to come out in 2022 or is that 23 24
1: let's find out
0: so it's it's one of those two but you have um you have all those potential and i hope now that you have falcon set up and maybe you can have a bucky crossover there um you you want to see you want to see the you want to see these crossovers for people helping him out so it's not if he's going around the world calling for help looking for tracking you hope he's gonna get captain america he's gonna get some of his other buddies involved in armor wars it's not just the the roadie show but we'll see this
2: all all this stuff makes me excited because um i mentioned that i i mentioned it really really early in the podcast not this episode but like i think the first or second episode but i did not grow up reading marvel comics i did not grow up reading like a lot of superhero stuff so Hearing you guys talk about this stuff, I'm like, the possibilities sound freaking endless. It's expected
1: 2022. 2022. Yeah. Which to, to balance on that point, Alberto, I've never really been a big comic book reader myself either. Most of my knowledge of comic books and comic book history and lore has been gained through the internet. And through, you know, reading articles and all of that sort of stuff, I've I've never really been a big comic book reader. So, yeah, it is definitely kind of that same aspect of almost excitement of seeing these things that people love and seeing where they've come from from comic books and seeing them adapted to the screen for when for me, it's the first time. And you're yeah. and you're getting to know these characters strictly from an on-screen basis, and then you're learning more about their history and more about their stuff by you know yeah reading articles, going back and looking at stuff, and like all that sort of gives you more of an appreciation going into it then as well. Hell yeah! Dude.
0: I love yeah. reading the comic books. So I, what I love to do is go back, watch the movies, read the comics, or vice versa. If I read the comics in the past, so um, uh, there's as a forty-year-old guy. I sometimes I have to pick and choose what I want to do, but those very few moments I love like, like what you're saying, Christian go on the internet, learn more about it or go to my local library or try to download it uh, on an app. Um, but let's just keep moving with the forward of the future with mm-hmm. some of the news. They finally did it. Disney finally pulled the plug and you know what they did. They're putting Scarlet widow, sorry, black widow on Disney plus with premier access with joint sessions in the movies. I want to ask you guys are you seeing it in the theaters and or are you paying the 20 30 bucks to see it on your home screen remind
1: me do you have the release date handy cuz i know they delayed uh, it again is it first week of june it's july is it july it's july so in Let's july it. it will it will heavily depend on kind of what the the real world situation is looking like for me
0: it's july 9th 2021
1: depend yeah depending on what the options are and depending on how many people you need, maybe I'll just get a bunch of people together and rent out a movie theater. You know what I mean? Get a bunch. You know, we get a. You know, maybe maybe we make it a man cave outing.
0: A man cave know, outing where where it's we're filming yeah, our reactions watching. We rent the movie. We,
1: we, we rent out or even not filming the reactions, but just you know, immediate you know immediate afterthought reactions. Who knows? But so I, I think uh, barring something like that, I don't think I'm going to go to the theater with the general public just yet. Mm-hmm.
0: But you'll I, you'll rent out a movie theater. I if might, I, might, I might rent, if,
1: if it's feasible, if it's an option, and you know, if I have a bunch of other people who want to see it with me, perhaps, perhaps I would do that. Otherwise, I'll probably just pay the thirty bucks and watch it on Disney Plus.
0: Alberto, mm-hmm. your choice. What do you think?
1: What you you do you ask me? If you asked me this last week, I'm I, asking
0: you right now, or what? What? Whatever. Sorry. Right give now, me your
2: thoughts. Okay. Okay. Right now, as of right now, most likely, yes, I'll end up seeing it in theaters only because. I just saw my first movie back in the theaters last night for the first time. Which was? Time. Demon Slayer. There was a Demon Slayer movie that came out here to the States. It came out in Japan last year, but it was delayed for the States for, mm-hmm. for a whole year and went to go see it. And it was it was surreal. It was super surreal. They have this really cute little ad at the beginning of the movie, and it kind of let you know, like, uh, you know, keep your mask on, all this kind of stuff. And at the very end, they're like, welcome back to the movies and just hearing that. Hearing like the surround system again, laying back in those big chairs, it felt super odd. Um, I didn't feel one thousand percent. I'm only half vaccinated at the moment, but um, everyone was pretty courteous about like the whole mask things. They have hand and sanitation wipes or whatever at the front door. So you, I so I brought two and I and I gave two to to Ariella. And we just cleaned our seats before we sat down and before what know, theater you,
0: was it? If you don't AMC, mind me asking.
2: Uh, amc amc they so what's really nice is that like when we amc our, in
0: what city Naperville so Naperville illinois amc
2: yeah so okay. we so we went to that one and um what's really nice about the amc ones at least I don't know I can't speak for the other ones we originally were, we, we were gonna go to this other theater uh classic cinema I think was the name of the company but uh at amc if you book is if you book like a seat for two the seats in front of you seats behind you and the seats to the left and right of you are completely closed out for some extra, like, just, you know, just some extra spacing. Mm-hmm. And it was nice. Cause like you walk in and like you look at the app and it looks like the place is going to be packed and you walk in, it's like, it's half packed. It's only half capacity. And I feel all right about it just cause most people were kind of courteous. And I think probably cause most of us were like, Oh, okay, finally we're finally back at the damn movies. Like, let's just let's not blow this chance guys. Like, like this is the first time we can finally sit here and watch a movie. So as long as the world is okay by then, by then I'll be, you know, fully vaccinated. I will definitely want to see it in theaters. I probably won't see it midnight release when it is packed to the brim with germs, but I'll, I'll, you know, maybe on a Saturday morning when when it's only like half capacity. I think
0: I want to see it in theaters. I would rather see in theaters first. If it's going to be there, I would rather pay $13 yeah, bucks to see it I think I would rather
1: see it in theaters, but depending on the situation, I might end up just... Either way, I'm going to see it. That's the thing I can guarantee you. We'll see it. If, the, if theater just... isn't an option, this will be a movie that I will do the premiere access for. I haven't done it for any of the other ones. I didn't do it for Mulan. I, I didn't do it for Raya and the Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. I, I, I. No offense to either of those movies. Just wasn't something I was willing to pay $30 at home I'm,
2: for.
0: I'm waiting for Raya to hit yeah. the free access. It should be soon.
1: Hit. Yeah. But I think it's the I, summer. The summer. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. So I think, yeah, I would much prefer to see it in theaters, but we'll see. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about the next one. And I believe you're going to have, I believe Alberto was on our private chats. The Shang-Chi and the Legend oh, of the Ten right. Rings yeah. trailer finally hit. Um, it is rumored this takes place during the blip. That's what I was reading. So if anyone oh, wow. has different information. I did not see that. So yeah, I heard I it that. might be taking during the blip.
1: So during uh, that five-year window? During
0: that five-year window, mm-hmm. which is uh, – Guys, your reaction to the trailer for this—we're uh, watching. We're right now looking at the poster for Shang-Chi in *The Legend of the Ten Rings*. Alberto, you had a lot of comments about the about this. What do you think about this movie,
2: Shang-Chi. Um For the sake of time, I'll keep it short. But one, super pumped, super excited. I'm a sucker for martial arts, kung fu type of style of movies. There is a old kung fu channel back when I used to live um, at my old house, like growing up with with my family and it was like a free little channel so many free kung fu movies and that immediately gave me this this huge love for like the hand-to-hand choreography and whatnot the trailer looks like finally like i'm just gonna say this and hopefully we are unanimous with this thought but iron fist was not what i was hoping iron fist was gonna be as a tv show unfortunately um i watched the first few episodes and i couldn't watch the rest and this is coming straight off a daredevil, which I thought was fantastic. Punisher, which I thought was fantastic. And then I remember I was like, I'm going to check out iron fist and just really couldn't get into that. And ever since then I've been just longing for something along those lines. And Falcon and winter Soldier started to itch that scratch for me with a lot of hand-to-hand combat. It was really finally a lot cleaner than the winter soldier movie camera work was. And I can only imagine this was going to be that much more better. Um, I have nonstop praise, Aquafina. I cannot wait. Once again, Aquafina is going to be again in, in another big old Disney book. Yeah, she
1: is definitely oh man. on the rise as far as the movie popularity goes.
2: I can't wait. And this she's, movie, the rel- she's
0: the comedic relief. She's the Aquafina is the comedic relief. She's the Darcy mm-hmm. Lewis of this movie. She's yes. the everyman person.
1: Yeah, and and we're finally I, getting the real. Mandarin,
0: the real yeah. Mandarin, which is, yes. which, has been,
1: which has been 20 some odd years. Yeah, in the running,
2: there were some pictures that like I, I did not re- realize this, but I guess like in Iron Man one, mm-hmm. there was like that thing hanging up in the back of the
1: Ten Rings terrorist. Dude, I have not. Was, the, asked, was who kidnapped Tony Stark?
2: I haven't seen Iron Man one in so many years. Yeah i completely forgot about that and then as soon as i saw them, i was like they've been kind of wanting to go down that route 20 years ago is, yeah. is, is one is of the Marvel things that were in the going? back
0: burner for a long yeah. time uh, yeah you have you have that back in the background
1: the of that you have the fake mandarin in oh, I mean, iron, iron man 3, three. you yeah. have the the small like short with him where he's in oh, yeah, prison back. and in the, in the real prison mandarin like he sends people to threaten him like for pretending to be him you have the thug in ant-man who has the 10 ring tattoo on his neck
2: yeah this really has
1: been a bad they have they have been building up to this for a long time and i know there were a lot of iron man fans who were very upset that we didn't get they didn't get a real mandarin in iron man 3 because traditionally speaking the mandarin is a big tony stark villain hmm And so I know there were a lot of people who were upset with that, but I think this is what they've been waiting for. They've been waiting for a movie where he makes sense. And I think tying it into this, this martial arts film, this pretty much from what I could see in the trailer, majorly majorly Asian, Asian inspired film, all sorts of Asian heritage running through this film I think it that is it, hopefully going to fit in fantastic.
2: Yeah. It yeah, looks I cool. High hopes and I'm just I know, hoping they stick to I know nothing after. about
1: this character, so I All am very excited to see what what this comes about. He looks really cool even in this poster. He looks really cool. He doesn't necessarily look like a you know a super jacked like superhero guy. He looks like a dude who will kick my ass but he doesn't look like a superhero necessarily. Uh, it but looks like, I like a Jackie
0: that. Chan, like the Jackie Chan. You know, he looks the, yeah. he um, he,
1: he looks like a dude that you wouldn't want to piss off at. Like, like he'll kick your ass and steal your girlfriend.
0: I am going to mm. just, I am not quoting myself. I'm going to quote Dan, one of the other cavemen. His opinion on this trailer was, it looks like a uh, martial arts movie with Marvel flair.
1: So he yeah, was not very 100%. excited with it um yeah, i'm not excited about it anything not
0: yeah it's not well okay we're not gonna but yeah. i just wanted to i'm just passing i'm i don't want to um without him doing it i just wanted to yeah. give his personal opinion that he shared with us which we like to share with the audience so not everyone is super excited as that as all of us so we, we
1: also have known for a while now that Dan is getting pretty burnt out on Dan is getting MCU. burnt out
0: MCU. So Dan there is
1: out. a lot to follow through which I understand and especially now yeah. the, even the adding of all of these MCU TV shows only continues lot. the 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 track of things you need to have watched. And it's and it's one of those things which I think this we can this might even be a conversation potentially a different episode down the line right. would be as time goes on how much harder will it be for new fans to get into mcu movies
0: where do i need to start do i need right. to start everything yeah. start how much how much do, how I, watch much do I
1: need to see and so i think that'll be an interesting line to follow here and i really do think you can tell looking at phase four and what they've got going forward that we are really going to see a changing of the guard going forward oh yeah no there's there you know because- you've got you've got the eternals coming up you've got shang chi you've got the new the new blade movie coming you've got you've got all of these films that are going to be setting up new characters and films that are setting up more recent characters that aren't 20 years established Mm -hmm. and so i really think that's going to help ease people's transition into the current slate of mcu films and tv shows
0: let's get into one more one other trailer that finally hits the Loki trailer, which is coming on yeah. Disney Plus. We've seen June we've 11. seen a
1: couple trailers now at this point. Two or two, I believe. Yeah, the, the final, final trailer, trailer for it.
0: And they've confirmed that this is gonna be a time traveling show because yeah. this is where Loki has to clip the branches of the alternate realities mm-hmm. he's made. And there's a there's images of him wearing a jumpsuit that says time remnant, yeah. meaning that he wasn't supposed to be there. Right. So yeah, gonna, in
1: yeah, in Avengers Endgame when they screw up the time heist yes and that version of loki from the 2012 avengers movie escapes with the tesseract
0: essentially
1: what happens is it creates all of these branches of time and space that split off and creating all these alternate realities because loki's probably messing with time right well not even because he's messing with time but because that's not what was supposed to happen but
0: it, or whatever, I mean, it, yeah. he potentially could have made one yeah, branch, but he he's making could've. multiple
1: branches. And so now and he's being say, so now he's being sent as kind of a hey, even if you didn't do it on purpose, you're the reason this is happening.
0: Or you did do it on purpose, right. and we're going to make you fix right. it. Right?
1: Yeah, you've got to fix this. And so uh, I'm I'm super excited for this show. We get to kind of backtrack to Tom Hiddleston as peak. Villainous Loki, the snarky—you know—only focusing on himself. Loki. Not that I didn't love his—you know—turn to the light in Thor Ragnarok, but this—you would have easily
0: turned back given the chance.
1: (laughs) This is this is him. This is him at his peak, and I am super excited to see where we go from for this show. And we've got a few weeks. We've got about a little about a month, about six weeks before this show is going to be hitting. Disney we Plus. got the
0: Bad Batch to yeah, fill us in Yeah, Bad Batch to fill
1: the batch, which for people who are in in the Star Wars animated TV show world, that's a big deal for them. Yeah, so, when is this
2: show coming out? It's June 11. It's coming June. June 11th. So
0: we get this, and then right when this ends, we get Black Widow. So yeah, Marvel. If you correct me if I'm wrong. Really...
1: I think Loki is six episodes as well, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Correct?
0: I do not know that fact, but. Um, I was just thinking to myself on um, the other day that you have, we've had last year, we had nothing, nothing Marvel. And yes. over the years, we had to wait one to two years before the next Marvel entry this year, we're going to be getting almost back to back to back MCU content, whether in the form of Disney plus or, a movie theater experience building up. Thank you for, of Loki. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And I think going back to your other, what you were just saying a couple minutes ago, there's a lot of stuff and it's going to be hard for newer people to pick this up unless they haven't been following or they're going to have to sit aside and start watching it to really get into it. It's going to be hard for someone just to jump in and say, it's going to be hard for
1: casual fans to follow. And it's gonna be hard for new fans to jump in, and so I really think that's kind of based on everything that we've seen as far as what Disney has announced that that the MCU is going to be developing in the coming years. I think they're really setting Avengers Endgame as kind of a breaking point,
0: where they can that newer people can start jumping in. Like, yeah, "Yeah, you can go back here, but you really to know this newer stuff. Yeah, um, you don't need to. You don't need it. Yeah. I think they they that is definitely a point they need to start doing that and they're they have to but they're doing it where they're not going to completely forget about the past yeah, they're slowly exactly. breaking
1: yeah. off. or doing more of these isolated shows that really you know they do things that are connected but they're not going to have long you know they're not going to have like 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 you can watch like you could watch the Loki show potentially with very little knowledge of what else is going on or following a small storyline going through You don't necessarily have to have watched all 30 Marvel projects.
0: And right now you don't need to watch WandaVision to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And assumingly you don't need to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier or or want to watch Loki. So I think that's, that's, they also, they're well aware of that fact. If you watched Endgame and you've watched Infinity War, you probably have a better understanding of what's happening. So, um, that's kind of it right now for everything from Falcon and the winter soldier um overall we talked about we kind of gave it between a seven and eight overall between yeah. the three of us mm-hmm. um yeah
1: Alberto uh, real quick not to cut you off Bobby yeah no no, so no you're Al- not- Alberto wasn't here when we were touching on it yeah. what did what were your thoughts on sam's cap suit at the end yeah his his new cap suit what what were your thoughts on it
2: uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know too
1: much about Marvel. That
2: is the suit from the comics. That is
1: it? basically 99% comic accurate yeah. suit.
2: I was like, I saw it and I was like, that is straight out of a page. Um, yeah. I like it. I like how how much it really fits to the to the comic one. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get some hate though for it. That the fact that I wish they did almost like a modern revision with what they did with um, Captain America. And I think they will. I mean, Captain America First Avenger, they 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 basically did as close to the comics while somewhat being a little a little bit more modern Mm -hmm. in the first avenger and little by little they made it more military uniform yeah um while while still keeping that captain america you know look and vibe so i'm Mm -hmm. hoping that as as time goes on they kind of start to do the same thing they give it the same treatment i like how pop and vibrant it is because it, it's yeah. super comic booky but yeah long term wise like imagine this suit for an entire infinity war end game kind of like yeah double feature movie for four hours i would be like okay listen i love sam wilson but at the same time this man is new Yeah, new threads
1: at some point yeah well and so just also touch they gotta make I, new toys too yeah i do remember seeing this it is not at all confirmed They are still obviously in early stages of writing. So the odds that this is what it's going to be called are very slim to none in my opinion. But I did Mm -hmm. see an article earlier that there is a leak spreading around that supposedly the subtitle for the next Captain America movie will be man out of time. What really? That's that, you know, it's obviously I highly doubt that that'll be the official subtitle because obviously it just got announced. They're still in the process of writing it. I doubt they have an idea what it's going to be called. Yeah, but it's interesting potentially leads you to the okay you know are they talking about bucky is that talking about old cap talking you know like who knows if that is the case again still super early they just announced it they're still still writing it so i doubt that's the case but interesting nonetheless
2: that is super interesting i'm excited to see what they do with it i'm really excited to see what they do in general just with captain america i i um I know we talked about it earlier in the show, but I think whatever they do with Captain America 4 is is really going to be the real big introduction as to what can they do, how should they introduce live action Miles Morales, what can mm-hmm. they do for Green Lantern? And it's there's it's been definitely talks be groundbreaking. About, and and there and there was talks about uh the Superman, you know, making making an African American Superman for the live action films. And a lot of you know, there's a lot of pullback from one way and the other, but regardless that's a big conversation to have if, mm-hmm. if one that's also happened. So, um, it's insane to see that this is happening ever since I was a kid, I never thought I was going to see, um, yeah. this kind of stuff. The closest thing, you know, um, anyone, a per, you know, a person of color had really, we had, um uh, blade Yeah. and I'm trying to think we had shafts, um, yeah. which is, oh my God, shafts or no, no, not, not shaft steel. Yeah. Uh, with Shaquille O'Neal. That one's the a Shaquille O'Neal movie, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we haven't had like the biggest
1: amounts of characters to get to pick from. A yeah, lot of times. Um, Most of them are probably within the last 10 to 15 years.
2: Yeah. So I'm excited to see it just kind of keep evolving, yeah. evolving. And um, I'm sure that in a few years when I think her name is America or American Chavez or something like that uh she is the lgbt kind of like new superhero in marvel mm-hmm. I, I was at the shop and i saw like her first couple issues there um i know they just they just made her like a few years ago in yeah. you know in marvel comics and she's going to make her debut in the mcu relatively soon hopefully in in in, in the next um
1: i think they said that in the the next she was phase. gonna be i think potentially they said that she might be debuting in the miss marvel tv series if i'm remembering correctly
2: Maybe, maybe I that's think, where I, I it think
1: is. that's where I'm that's somewhere in the back of my brain. That's kind of pinging a little bell because I think they said Miss Marvel will be debuting in Captain Marvel 2 and then she's going to get her own show. And I think they said that character will debut in that show, I, I believe. I'm actually excited to see all, all, all these new cultures. I, I'm excited had. to see these characters get their spotlight mm. without. I'm excited that they're not having to, for yeah, the most part, Shadow. no, not they're not, for the most part, they're not having to twist existing characters to get diversity and representation. They don't have to do a lot of gender swapping. Yeah, they don't have to do do a lot of race swapping, gender swapping. They're pulling characters who are already grounded in these race identities and in these gender identities and pulling these characters who already identify with these struggles and with these experiences. And they're bringing them to the spotlight and letting these characters shine and letting them show what they've dealt with and what they've gone through. And I think that's fantastic because so often in Hollywood nowadays – they take a character who's primarily white or primarily Asian or Hispanic or whatever and convert it to something else just for the sake of diversity. And I mm -hmm. think that that's good in a sense, but it's also hurtful in a sense because you're taking away something that that character identifies with their history
0: just for the sake
1: of making it different.
0: Marvel comics since the beginning has always been more about the human aspect about being a superhero because they've tackled alcoholism with yeah. uh with Tony Stark. Um they kind of touched upon it in the uh in the movies Not
1: but barely like it was very thoroughly
0: they throw away they yeah. they turned it into something different in Iron it was also Man. It's almost a joke. Not, yeah, but they 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 turned it into like him dying instead yeah. of him his drinking. I mean, issue. I, I think
1: Iron Man three they had the alcoholism from his like trauma of dying if I'm not mistaken.
0: It was more about um, Iron Man 3 was more about his PTSD from Avenger, from the Avengers. Right, that's what I'm saying. It
1: definitely turned into some alcoholism, I think, in that film, but not, was, not nearly not, as serious as it should have been.
0: No, in Iron Man 2, they were it was him being drunk at a party, yeah. using the Iron Man suit, and Rhodey had to confront him about yeah. it and knock him down, and then Nick Fury showed, showed up at a donut shop the next yes. morning. That's so right. that was kind yeah. of that, but they didn't really deal with the Demon in a Bottle series. Peter Parker was always supposed to be about the everyman person yeah. who had everyday care who had problems like everyone else, who you could relate to. And I think it's it's it was great that Marvel started to um make superheroes for everyone that more yeah. represented yeah, it, everyone. It, yeah,
1: it's great, it's great that we're going to start seeing, like Alberta said, we're going to start seeing all these characters who haven't really gotten a chance to show what they can do in a live action sense. And I think that's fantastic and I'm really excited for that.
0: So we have a lot to look forward to. So until we yeah. do the next MCU thing, which will be a couple of weeks, we're going to do next week. I think we're going to, we're going to talk about our reaction to the newest Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat movie on HBO max and overall talking about how video games have been translated to movies. I'm and if about it's still, uh, um, if it's, is it still worth translating uh, video yeah. games to
2: movies? So, Alberto, I, mean, I, know, I, mean, I
1: know, I know, you and me have both been waiting for this one for a while.
2: Oh man, oh man. Well, yeah. needless to say, I mean, there's never been a bad game movie ever made. No,
1: right, guys, never. No, Every never. single one has been. Every single one has been hit. just fantastic. You know, hit, home run out of the park. So good. It's. We're being sarcastic I sh- for those. I, I, should, yeah, I, say, I was, I was yeah.
2: like, I sure hope everyone. But I yeah, do want to say
0: there are very <laughs> mixed reactions with the new Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah,
1: it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm very. I, I mean, I know there's mixed reactions from us already. So, already, we uh, we'll already save, we'll, about, we'll, so. we'll save it for next week. So definitely, if you if you haven't seen Mortal Kombat yet, it's free on HBO Max right now. Go go watch it. Give it a, give it give it a a look. See. For for anybody who is not aware, it is it is a hard R rated movie. Oh yes, lots of gore, R. lots of swearing, lots of lots of gore and lots of swearing, lots of cano. Yes, so anybody who is particularly squeamish with blood or gore, or anybody with small children who you don't want tainted by lots of swearing, maybe watch it by yourself first and then figure out if it's acceptable for anybody else in your household otherwise come back join us next week we're gonna be talking about it probably arguing about it knowing us
0: a little bit and then we'll talk about overall video games yeah. overall and some of that history so i feel
1: like that'll probably have to be a two-parter to be honest
0: it might be a two-parter might be a two-parter. We'll we got a lot going on so yeah. we'll see what happens so everyone have a great night we'll see you next time
1: take care guys take care night. everyone